Manx Radio Sport. A very good evening to you on Manx Radio AM 1368 and welcome to Saturday Sport Classified, your latest roundup of all the sports fixtures across Manx football, Manx hockey and Manx rugby. And we'll also be taking a quick look at FC Isle of Man as they travel to Mossy Park today in the NWCFL Premier Division to face Charnock Richard. But more on that to come. We will start with the Manx footballing fixtures and as ever, he's here to go through them with me. It's Tony Meppham. Tony, very good evening to you. Good evening to you, Rob. Bit of a rush, isn't it? getting all the uh, scores to come through quite a few games finished late today I think extra time and stuff put it on so added time I should say so uh, hopefully we're nearly there I think there's one score missing off the sheet that's okay well we'll get through to that in a second so first off we will bring you the classified results as we have them at the moment so starting with the Canada Life Men's Premier League Union Mills 10 St George's 0 Douglas Royal 0 Peel 2 St John's 2 Russian United 1 Corinthians 5, Moran 1. Ramsey 3, Douglas High School Old Boys 2. Air United 8, Laxey 1. In DPS Limited, Division 2. Douglas and District 2, St Mary's 2. Douglas Athletic 0, Michael 6. Governors Athletic 0, Foxdale 2. And Ramsey Youth Centre 4, Colby 2. Moving into Canada Life, Combi 1. Awaiting results on Peel versus Douglas Royal. Russian United 3, St John's 1. Moran versus Corinthians, awaiting result. Douglas High School Old Boys versus Ramsey, also awaiting result. And Lexi 2, Air United 10. And in DPS Limited, Combi 2. St Mary's versus Douglas and District, earlier kickoff of 145, awaiting result. Polrose 5, Jims 1. Castletown 8, Maloo 3, and Colby 2, Ramsey Youth Centre 7. Those are your classified results. We will now go through them in a little more detail here with Tony. So, uh, Tony, your first one here. My word, this was a scoreline. Possibly no one was really expecting. We're starting with the Canada Life Men's Premier League, and we talked (laughs) about St George's and some of the difficulties they've had maybe in player recruitment this year, availability. It's come to a head again today because emphatic win here for Union Mills. Union Mills 10, St George's 0. I don't think Union Mills have ever beaten St George's 10-0. When you look at how St George's have dominated Manx football over the last uh, few years, but uh, certainly today it wasn't their day. Jack Murray with uh, two of the unit... Union Mills goals, uh, Jordan Crawley with one, Tyler Hughes with a hat-trick. We've got uh, James Young with one, and we've got Carl Uren with a goal as well. So the report I had in from Johnny Myers, who manages uh, St George's, said that uh, take nothing away from Union Mills' performance today. Absolutely superb. Uh, The young players played some great football. Uh, St George's couldn't uh, deal with it, and there they are, 10-0 losers. Absolutely. Then we take a look a little closer this one, I think it's fair to say. Douglas Royal nil, Peel 2. Yeah, Peel took the lead early on. I think it was uh, Reese Oates from the penalty spot, but his uh, second one uh, made it uh, safe for Peel. Douglas Royal, good side, battled well, but uh, Peel put in a good shift in the end and uh, came out with the three points. And then this is one that you were at. Uh, quite a lot of eyes on this one as to how it would go in St John's. They've maintained their perfect start back in Manx football's top flight. They've been made to work for it, though. St John's 2, Russian United 1. They did, and they had to do a lot of defending as well because uh, Kieran Brock scored the first one early on in the first half, looking comfortable. Then Callum Taggart made it 2-0, uh, and uh, Russian didn't really get going, but then they started... Uh, to play a little bit better, Charlie Jackson scored from the penalty spot to make it uh, 2-1. Second half, um, Russian had some chances, but just couldn't uh, get it over the line. And uh, 
St. John's defended really well. Uh, they had few chances themselves. A lot of uh, sort of, um, as you would expect, commitment from both sets of players to try and uh, sort of close play down from the opposition. Uh, but uh, St. John's got it uh, 2-1. Was it a fair result? I think a draw would have been a fair result. Uh, but uh, St. John's will take it and remain top of the table. But Wilson Johns look at this as maybe another string to their bow because we talked about it on Friday Sport Preview last night that they're missing one of their key players this weekend and might be for the next couple of weeks. So to eke out a result like that where you said Russian United might be able to capitalise, to, to be able to do that and make it four from four, that's 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 another impressive aspect of their game, isn't it, St Johns? It is, and I think uh, the problem uh, today for Russian was that they haven't got an out-and-out goal scorer. Uh, now to uh, you know get the all important goals uh, for them when you look at it for Davies playing for FC Alaman Mikey Williams is injured at the moment uh, but it was uh, down to St John's defeat fence and I think um, even with well Penn Holrick missing uh, they still managed to keep things uh, nice and tight and uh, you know it was good to watch but yeah they've got some good players there whether they're going to win the league we'll have to wait and see because there's still some good teams in there Ramsey Corinthians are there chipping away. Uh, but uh, today it was one of them. They just ground the result out, got the three points uh, where they were under pressure for an awful lot of the game. And uh, Russian will be uh, smarting from that because they're sort of slipping down the table a little bit, a position they're not expected to be in. A long way to go, though, I think it's fair oh, to yeah, say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, then we go over to Bala Fletcher and uh, Corinthians. Good win for them. They were 5-1 victors over Moran. Yeah, haven't got uh, Moran's goal scorer, but uh, they took the lead. But then uh, Danny Oram got a goal. Josh Ridings uh, was given a goal as an own goal. Tom Callister and uh, Danny Gerrard. So it finished up a comfortable victory for Corinthians 5-1. And a close one up in the north. Uh, Ramsey 3, Douglas High School All Boys 2. Yeah, not too sure how uh, the scoring went on this one, but at half-time it was 1-1. Uh, Tommy Miller with a goal for Douglas High School Old Boys, and it was uh, Danny Kelly stroke Gelling uh, was the goal scorer, the second one for Old Boys. But for Ramsey, it was Matthew Montgomery, Graham Kennish, and uh, Rob Morton who got the all-important goals for Ramsey. Keeps the pressure on uh, St. John's at the top of the table. That remains a two-point gap at the top yep. there, doesn't it? So Ramsey certainly keeping tabs here. Make, might make for an interesting next few weeks at least with those two uh, scrabbling for the top spot on the table. Well, that's right. And everyone starts concentrating now with uh, sort of four or five games in into the uh, Decart uh, Railway Cup because that's down for uh, Boxing Day and uh, semi-finals uh, at the start of uh, December. Uh, so it's all at the moment nice and tight because when you look at the teams at the uh, top of the table, uh, they're all sort of taking points off each other and teams that were expected to be there aren't. And one of them being uh, Russian Laxey as well today took another heavy defeat. Uh, so uh, the three or four now that are sort of coming slight favourites have got some tough games coming up in the next few weeks. We just sort of touched on one of them, the last game in the Canada Life Men's Premier League this week, going further north than Ramsey to Air United. And Air United, 8-1 winners over Laxey. Yeah, they were and uh, haven't got uh, the goal scorers for uh, Laxey. I know uh, uh, Chibnall got one, but um, I haven't got any of the others. So if you could please text us through 166-177. And looking at that, Laxey obviously getting a good result with Ramsey last time out. And what changed this week possibly? Well, I don't think Jordan Cooper played for a start-off, but Jordan only scored, I think it was one goal last week. Uh, but I think uh, Johnny Palmer will be slightly disappointed because I looked at the team. Uh, it looked quite strong. Um, you know, when you've got people like Brody Patience and others in there, Tom uh, Smith at the back and no Sammy Gellin, um, I didn't expect them to get beat by that. But I took note of Ayr's performance last week. I just think uh, the young players that they've got there are, are you know, good players. They, they look... Um, sort of exciting they're going forward they look good 
Uh, so I think uh, Air United will take a lot from last week's result where they beat uh, St George's and uh, against another team expected to compete at the top of the table to beat them 8-1. That looks pretty convincing with a totally different group of players than they had 12 months ago when they won the league. We just had a message through as well. Danny Oram got two for he Corinthians, two. so thanks very much for updating us on that one. OK, let's move on to DPS Limited Division 2. Four games this weekend and deadlock in this one, Douglas and District 2, St Mary's 2. I think that's a good result for Douglas and District because uh, St Mary's are the team that everyone's looking at, but Owen Canaper uh, got the first, Josh Evans got the second one, but uh, Josh uh, unfortunately scored one in the wrong end. Uh, an own goal for him for uh, one of D&D's goals. And Daniel Stewart-Clegg uh, got the other one for D&D. So finished up D&D 2, St Mary's 2. And in the next game, well, this is one team that you had plenty of praise for on Friday Sport Preview this week. Uh, Michael, and they've done it emphatically again here, Douglas Athletic nil, Michael 6. Yeah, that was uh, superb because Douglas Athletic were fourth in the league uh, this morning. But uh, today, uh, Liam uh, Kane, I think it was, with two. A hat-trick for uh, Kieran Lane. And then it was uh, Sam Greasley who got the other one. Super result, Douglas Athletic nil, Michael six. We sort of touched on this last night. You say that uh, the manager's getting something right. What, what do you think it is? I don't, I don't know, to be honest with you, because uh, Michael have sort of struggled over the last uh, few years and, you know, getting two teams out, it's always been tight for them. Uh, but pre-season, they had a great pre-season with some super scores. And at the moment, they've been able to bring this in and they're top of... Uh, the DPS Limited uh, Division 2, so well done to them. And if they can keep this uh, going, it just gives the whole group a massive uh, sort of G up and uh, they look as if they've got players who can score goals. Uh, regular scorers that are cropping up and uh, today against Athletic to win 6-0, that's a, a tremendous performance, so well done to everybody. Just before we move on, we're going to go back a step just for a moment. I believe you were waiting for the scorers for Air United. If you could. In the Canada Life Men's Premier League. We've just had a message through. Thanks very much. So, Deacon Lombard-Chibnall got a hat-trick. Jason Crane got two. Christian Penswick got two. And Cameron Tor got one. So, a hat-trick for Deacon Lombard-Chibnall if you missed that. Two apiece for Jason Crane and Christian Penswick. And one for Cameron Tor. Thanks very much Excellent. for sending that into us. Okay, let's move on then. Go back to DPS Limited Division 2 and it finished Governors Athletic nil, Foxdale 2 and this one was played at Colby. Yes, it was and uh, I think that's a fair performance by uh, Governors Athletic. They got eight conceded uh, last week, only two today against one of the better teams. Uh, Ricky Newsham uh, got one and Jack Char uh, Jason Charmer sorry, got the other one for Foxdale. And the final game in DPS Limited Division 2 was Ramsey Youth Centre 4, Colby 2. 1-1 at half-time, so all to play for in the second half. Don't know who got uh, Ramsey Youth Centre and Old Boys goals. 166-177 if you can, please. But uh, Jordan Edge it was who uh, can't stop scoring for Colby. He got two goals and also missed a penalty. So we'll let him off with that one because he scored two. Very well. OK, <laughs> let's move on to the combination leagues. Going to Canada Life, Combi 1. Now, we do actually have five games down here. We are still awaiting results for three of them. And just so you know, those results that we're awaiting on are Peel versus Douglas Royal, Moran versus Corinthians, and Douglas High School Old Boys versus Ramsey in Canada Life, Combi 1. So if you do have any details of final scores and any goal scorers, please do send them through to us, one double six one double seven. Well, we'll take a look at the results that we do have so far. And in Canada Life, Combi 1, it finished Russian United 3, St John's 1. League leaders uh, win against uh, the team that was uh, third this morning. Aaron Hawley with uh, two goals for Russian. Uh, Andrew Baker got the other one. And we've got Peel's goal scorers through and score. It was uh, Peel 3, Douglas Royal 0. Karen Christian with one. 
Uh, Contal Dillon got a goal and Gary Smith got the other one. So good victory there for Peel 3 0. And the other score we do have in, well, we commented on it was being goals galore for Air United in the Canada Life Men's Premier League. Their combi team went one better uh, away at Laxey and they finished Laxey 2, Air United 10. And that's all the information I've got, Rob. If you can, text us through the scorers, please. 166 177. Absolutely. Okay, let's move on to DPS Limited Combination 2. We are awaiting one of the of the four results that are or that have been played today, rather. So we're waiting on the early kickoff that kicked off at 1.45 St. Mary's versus Douglas and District. Um, that's what would, in fact, I believe... Are we just taking a look through at this one? I think... <laughs> perfect timing, I think, this might be actually here because uh, I've just had a message through about the St. Mary's, Douglas and District combi game yep. and it, it, I'm being told here that it finished 12-1 to St Mary's no scorers as of yet so if you do have any information on goal scorers one double six, one double seven. I've got the goal scorer for D&D it was Brendan O'Neill and his uh, first senior goal I believe uh, for the club so well done to him it was an emphatic result for St Mary's though isn't it yeah it was OK, we're just looking at the... Well, we do have the goal scorers as well for Laxey in the combination game. It finished Laxey 2, A United 10. We've just been through that. Uh, for Laxey, the scorers were Johnny Callow and William Cowan as well. We've got a couple more messages coming through. Uh, Ramsey Youth Centre scorers, uh, Ross Crawford, Martin Murphy, Mark Farragher and Damian Wood in the 4-2 win versus Colby. And we're just having a look here. We do have some hockey fixtures coming through as well. We do actually have the scorers now for St Mary's. This is fantastic, Go timing, ahead. isn't it? <laughs> so we'll have a look. So here are St Mary's goal scorers. We have James McGinn with five. Very impressive indeed. Kieran Smith with a hat trick. Uh, Keen Liggins with two. And uh, Darren Darren Flanny. Darren Flanagan. Darren, there you go. <laughs> you, see, you, you, you know all the, all the And I've got a score through uh, for Corinthians now as well. It Excellent. was. Um, uh, Corinthians can be one five two and a bit of a report through. We'll give it a mention. Uh, thanks, Keith from Ramsey Youth Centre and Old Boys against uh, Colby. It finished up there four two. Colby want, uh, went one nil down on twenty five minutes. Youthy equalised through Ross Crawford on forty minutes. Andy Black saved a penalty on the stroke of half time. Colby went two one down just after half time. Youthy came back with a Martin Murphy equaliser on seventy eight minutes. And then went ahead on 80 minutes through Mark Farragher. And then 4-2 through Damo Wood with five minutes to play. 4-2 full-time. OK, well, let's move on to the rest of the uh, DPS Limited Combi 2 results that we do have. We had it with perfect timing there with St Mary's and Douglas and District. Uh, well, it finished Paul Rose 5, Jim's 1. And I've got uh, goal, goal scorers through on this one. I think it's uh, just come through. Um, we'll check on this. There it is. And uh, Paul Rose, uh, at one stage, half-time it was, 3-0 up. Uh, combination uh, 2, Callum Dunn uh, on 6 minutes, David Priestle on 10, and JP Joyce on 35 minutes. And then uh, Paul Rose, fourth goal was scored by Gary Skillcorn. Skiggs in there once again on 65 minutes. And then Callum Dunn got his second of the game on 85 minutes to make it Paul Rose 5, Jim's 1. Very well, and then the early kickoff, 12 o'clock start this was down south. High scoring game indeed. Uh, Castletown 8, Malou 3. Um, the information I've got on this one, well, Malou started top of the table there uh, this morning, but uh, Castletown with one or two players uh, coming back in, and one was uh, Edson uh, De Silva, or Michels it is. He's just been away uh, on a trial in Dubai. You'd fancy something like that, wouldn't you, Rob? Uh, superb play, played really well for Castletown last year and was allowed to play in the combination today. He got two goals. Fingal Watterson got uh, two. Connor Thompson, Ollie Shearer and Harrison uh, Pickard and Kean Cotton completed the score and haven't got Malou's goal scorers. 
I've just been given, actually, I've just been sent through an interesting statistic about uh, Ramsey's combi team and the yep. combined age of their three midfielders, Mark Slinger, Jogalis, and John Hayes. What do you say? I'm going to ask you to guess this. What would you say their combined age is? 104. Not too far off. 121. Not bad. Can't put a price Jogger, on experience. Jogger's about 120 himself. Can't put, can't put a price on experience. <laughs> Okay, well, actually, funnily enough, we are coming on to that one as well. So, uh, in the last game of DPS Limited Combi 2, yeah, Colby 2, Rams Youth Centre 7. And I think it was uh, Connor Mukton who got a goal here for Colby. I think it was E. John Stone uh, got a goal for Rams Youth Centre. Uh, Johnny Bignall, Joe Neal, uh, Ryan Oggs, and Adrian Strabacher, is it? With a hat trick there for Rams Youth Centre and Old Boys. And so before we um, move on just a little bit, um, if you had to maybe look at a couple of those score lines, I mean, it's been there's been some great score lines again this week. If you had to pick out any that maybe just raised your eyebrows a little bit, which ones would they be? Well, the Union Mills one, definitely. 100% 10-0 uh, against uh, Sir George's. Crikey, I forgot the last time uh, Sir George's conceded uh, 10 goals and didn't score as well. Uh, but the one I think you take note of, uh, Rob, is uh, St John's because... Uh, when you look at it, they played air, beat them at the start of the season. Now they played another one of the candidates, uh, Russian, with uh, a couple of their top players missing, uh, 2-1. Um, you know, it's looking good for St. John's, but, you know, there's other teams still hanging in there. Ramsey, Corinthians, uh, you've got Laxey who have sort of slipped down the table a little bit. And as in uh, DPS Limited Division 2, St. Mary's being tipped by many, dropped points against uh, D&D, but Michael's surprise package with a 6-0 victory against Douglas Athletic and remain top of the table. So uh, I'm not going to ask you for a specific <laughs> prediction here, but if we're looking at the Canada Life Men's Premier League, we've spoken about St. John's, that perfect start so far. Ramsey snapping at their heels here. Do you think both of them can keep it up looking at these early stages? Uh, I don't know, because when I look at um, St. John's, uh, it's not the same team as last year, but it's still a nucleus of uh, the players that were there. They got promoted. Um, a question for Colin Moore, Eric Clegg or Paul Hatton. When was the last time a team got promoted from Div 2 and won the uh, Premier League uh, the following season? Now, I would sort of hazard a guess that uh, there will be one out there. I remember Peel back in 96-97 where they actually uh, got prom promoted and won all the Cups, uh, FA Cup and the uh, Hospital Cup. So that was pretty uh, good by them. But yeah, just uh, Sir John's, Dean Lees, he's such a, a tricky player to deal with. His pace, um, he's very, very quick. He's a good finisher. Uh, but, uh, you know, with him missing today, they had to find plan B. And uh, even though Callum Taggart's uh, quick, he's got a hamstring problem, I think, because he pulled up and came off in the second half. And it's just finding someone else. But they weathered the storm, defensively stood firm, and uh, the goalkeeper uh, sort of didn't make any mistakes. So it looks uh, quite good for St John's at the moment. And just before we move on, we've just had a message here. Uh, congratulations to Will Cowan, who I believe we mentioned before. He turned 16 this week and made his senior debut in the Laxey Combi squad and scoring in the process. So, yeah. productive debut there. Come from a famous family, if it's the one I think it is. I think it might be Michael's uh, young fella, because I know it was going to come through. And uh, Rob as well, uh, proud granddad. And um, It's great to see where a player has been with the club for a long, long time. And then his son uh, filters through and plays in that as well. Uh, I look at uh, one, it wasn't the team that he played for, but Paul Healy, his son now has just turned 16 at Braddon. And uh, Paul uh, chose to play with him last year in that team. And then you've got uh, David Conraid and his uh, son as well has uh, come through, Dan. And is a really tricky player, all left foot, uh, just like his dad, uh, but uh, making a name as well. So it's really nice to see uh, young players uh, coming through and taking after their dads. 
Absolutely. Well, we are going to move on, Tony. I will keep you here because yeah, we're no going problem. to talk matters. FC Isle of Man, they return to league action today in the NWCFL Premier Division on the back of their 3-1 win in the FA Vars last weekend at home to Lower Breck. But sadly, it's been another tale of woe in the league in their tough run in the domestic fixtures recently. Uh, they've gone down to a rather heavy defeat in the end in what was, for the large part, a rather close game against Charnock Richard at Mossy Park. And hopefully we can now be joined by Patrick, who's been down there in Lancashire for us. Um, Patrick, very good afternoon to you. Seemed like a very close game to start with. FC Alavan scoring first, but then it all just seemed to go wrong in the last 10 minutes, didn't it? Hi, Rob. Yeah, unfortunately it did for the boys. Um, like you say, 2-1 going into the 70th minute. Luke Murray looking really sharp. Looking like you know, a real handful. Uh, unlucky not to get a couple of goals there, to be honest. Um, but then it, quite honestly, it just went downhill from there. And two quick fire goals for uh, Charnock, and then uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think a couple of heads just went down. But fortunately, we've got a game on Tuesday, so we'll be quick to move straight into uh, straight onto that game and make sure that we've got focus towards that. Yeah, and you. you... You, you took a look at it as well. When you looked at the scoreline, you look at the times the goals went in, you've alluded to it there. Three goals in the last 10 minutes for Charnock Richard. It was all to play for beforehand. You said that maybe some heads went down. So it was, if you take out that last 10 minutes, was it a relatively close contest there? Yeah, definitely. It was It was a game that was played predominantly in midfield. Um, both teams struggling to break down, uh, break the play in the final third. Um, so like you're saying, you know, final 10 minutes was a bit of a letdown. But at the same time, they've managed to bring on you know, 17-year-old Tom Creer to give him some um, valuable experience. Luca Moretta getting on, adding some more uh, minutes under his belt in you know, what is proven to be a very tough league. Absolutely. Well, it's not been the best results, but in terms of trying to look at some positives, were there any standout performances for the Ravens today? Uh, yeah, so I think Luke Moy had a really, really good game. Uh, proven to be an absolute handful, as always, really, for the defenders. Uh, you know, always they're always there, knowing he's there, making himself available for passes. Charlie Higgins, when he came on, very direct, um, really, you know, taking players on. And Steve Whitley, I mean, I, I can't remember the last time he missed a game. And you know, again, very skillful, very tricky, delivering boxes in. Um, and on another day, I really do think that the lads would have got a result there. And you spoke to Chris Bass after the game, the manager. What was his immediate reaction to those to, to those moments at the end and the game as a whole? Obviously disappointed, uh, especially with the last 10 minutes. Uh, but to be honest, th- there is a little bit of a... Th- there's a positive look towards it, you know. We, there's no point beating ourselves up about these results. It's only our second ever full season. So, we, we, you know, we'll go into the next game with positivity yet again. And just finally as well, the we've it's been well documented, the injuries that FC Alavman have at the moment. Sean Doyle is one of those since the start of the season. Alex Maitland unavailable, Lee Gale unavailable this week as well. Are there any hopes that some of these senior players might start coming back in the next couple of weeks to try and aid the campaign? Yeah, you know, we've got, we've got some of those guys down uh, in trading, but, you know, the demand of the fixture list playing, um, you know, pretty much every other week, uh, every other weekday, um, it's, you know, it is demanding and you know, we're, all work, we're all working full-time jobs as well. Um, but, you know, there is a hope that these guys will come back in very soon. Well, Patrick, thank you very much for your time. We know you'll have uh, a long journey home this weekend. So uh, safe travels to you and the rest of the team. And we'll be seeing you again sometime soon. Thanks very much again. Thanks for your time, Bob. Bye. 
Well, Tony, that was Patrick there over at Mossy Park after FC Alaman beaten five goals to one by Charnett Richard in the NWCFL Premier Division. Well, Tony, you heard it there. Patrick mentioning that had it not been for the last 10 minutes, it was anyone's game. But at this level, we've already seen it. When we've been commentating on FC Alaman games at the bowl, these little moments can make a big difference, can't they? I was quite interested when I saw the squad who the second centre-back was going to be. Uh, I just look at it, that Jacob Cook could be on the left-hand side, Sam Kane on the right, and then you've got Carl Clark and who was going to be alongside him uh, because, um, you know, it's just a little bit of a gap there. But the conceding too many goals, Rob, isn't it? That's the problem. And uh, Matthew Quirk in goal today is possibly, arguably the number one. Um, you know, people like Dean Kearns as well, but they're both equal. Uh, but, you know, the only Kieran McNulty was he got the goal for FC Isle of Man. Uh, to give them the lead, actually, and then uh, Charnik uh, equalised uh, not long after it. So it's really frustrating, and that squad was very young. Tom Creer is only 17 years of age, but what a talent he is. And when you look at Tina Garvey, came in last week, man of the match, and deservedly so, got it. He's 17 years of age. Charlie Higgins is just over 18. So there's a lot of young players there. And there's been a little bit of criticism of Chris Bass picking the old rearguard. Chris Bass Jr. was excellent last week. Now, Chris is 38-ish, going on 39. Sean Quay still magnificent at the back uh, for them. And, you know, Kieran McNulty, I don't know what age he is, but, you know, 33. Yeah, something it's like that. It's finding that balance, though, isn't it? Obviously, you want to bring those players forward for the future. You want them to get embedded into the system. But having those senior figures alongside them that know the game back to front, that's all part of the learning process, isn't it, for the for the future of any club? De- definitely. And what you've got to do is those players can learn um, off the more experienced players because, you know, Bass, uh, Quay, uh, people like... Um, Jack McVeigh, he's not very old, he's what, 30, 31, um, he, absolutely superb, but I just thought last week it was a brilliant performance from them, and then today uh, there's a lot of those players sort of uh, missing, not available for whatever reason, coupled with injury, and it just sort of drops them down, doesn't it, it's alright having this positivity and from last week's performance, but today it's all just slipped in that second half, they've got a game midweek, and then they've got another uh, home game next uh, Saturday. So it is proven to be a real uh, tough league for them. Hopefully the crowds will be down to support them next Saturday uh, and hope that the result go through. But I'm remembering that performance I watched last week. You were with me, Rob, and I thought it was absolutely superb. And I thought they turned a the corner. But unfortunately today they've come across a good side. Yep, and they play again in midweek. And actually, before we uh, move on to other matters outside of football, there's a message here for you, Tony. <laughs> Um, I've just been told could you please wish Tony Meppham and his lovely wife Tina very best wishes on their 40th wedding anniversary with love from mum Paige Ryan Charlie and all your family and friends have a lovely night out I tried to keep that one a secret yeah for, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 40 you years you haven't done it well um, yeah no 45 years I met Tina at school so it's been a long long time uh, she's an absolute star she gives me the freedom to do whatever I want to do on football as long as I do the housework when I'm at home uh, I'm, I'm no problems yet but I'm proud of her as my wife and um, you know it's a, it's a good partnership and just finally as well um, I, su- I suppose we'll just go back to FC Alaban just for a moment they're back at it again on Tuesday yeah. these midweek games they, they really do take it out a team don't they no matter how good you are that, that travelling is going to be tough no matter what it is tough, Rob, because uh, when we went to, oh, you, were you yeah, you travelled to Darwin, and uh, that was just once for me. And, and I was going over to to help you with the radio, and 
I was absolutely exhausted when I came back. And these players, um, it's quite interesting because I can see the bowl lights uh, from my house and uh, I look on a Tuesday and a Thursday and like half past six, the boys are training. It's unbelievable. And then when I'm going to work, I'm seeing them coming away from the bowl. So it's total commitment um, from them. But the actual travel stuff must be tough. Now, the team flew this morning, so that wouldn't have been uh, too bad. Uh, but when they're going on the boat and everything, it is hard going. But they knew this was going to happen playing in this uh, league. And like last year, it was a little bit sort of all over the place how it was done because, uh, what was it, 16, 17 games where they played away and then they had that great run at home and that's where it gathered momentum. But at the moment, it's uh, tough for them. I think promotion is not going to happen, which is a shame. Um, they're into the next round of the Cup after that win last week. So they've just got to look on the, the good results and hopefully it'll sort itself out. Injuries to key players, you know, when you're looking at You've got Mikey Williams that's been missing for a while. You've got Sean Doyle. You've got Dan Simpson. You've also now got Alex Maitland that's out for maybe two or three weeks. You've had Frank Jones with a serious injury from what game two. Alex Harrison's been missing as well. So there's an awful lot of top quality players been missing out of that. But it's given the opportunity to young ones come in and look at Tien and Garvey last week. He grabbed at it. He's got it. And let's hope that people like Tom Cree and others can do the same. Still a long win the season's going. Well, Tony, pleasure as ever. And I'll be uh, catching you next week. Thank you very much. Manx Radio Sport. We'll move on to rugby now, and it's been a mixed day, I think it's fair to say, across the different fixtures, whether domestically or across indeed. It was two very challenging fixtures for the Manx sides competing in the English leagues this weekend. Separately, games over in Manchester, Douglas at Wilmslow, and then Vagabonds had a daunting task over at Duckenfield, and we had two local fixtures as well. Well, we'll start with Douglas, and we can hopefully now be joined by Dave Christian. Dave, very good evening to you. Yeah, good evening, Rob. Uh, it was a disappointment for Douglas. Um, they'd fancied their chances with this one. Wilmslow were f- uh, four from four in defeats going into the game, same as Douglas. They pulled a few big guns in as well. Uh, Craig McGee into the squad. Neil Killia there in the second row. Simon Hoddenot was back. And coach Phil Kringle named himself on the bench as well. Uh, that signalled to me some intent from Douglas for this game. And indeed, uh, it went reasonably well. Um, Wilmslow led 8-6 at half-time. Luke Highland with two penalties to keep Douglas in touch. But in the second half, Wilmslow's defence started to leak penalties and Highland came into the game really on his own. Uh, he added three more penalties that put them 15-8 in front. Uh, In the final 20 minutes, Wilmslow hauled one back, but even into the last five minutes, they were still trailing 15-13. Douglas almost had the smell of a win in their nostrils. However, it was a late converted try from Wilmslow that stole the win away from Douglas. They picked up a losing bonus point from the trip, but they could have had much more, and I'm sure they'll be kicking themselves. Uh, But uh, fair play to them. Uh, They've targeted the game. They've gone away. They've put in a good performance. Maybe this could just be the launch pad they're going to need because the uh, the fixtures will be starting to pile up. I think they've got a, a home fixture next week. I'm just frantically trying to get to the relevant fixture list. Got that many fixture lists open. I don't really know what I'm doing at times. They've got a home fixture against Altrincham Kersal next week. And Kersal uh, have won one from five. So uh, they'll fancy their chances there as well, I think. So uh, unlucky for them today. Uh, but onwards and upwards uh, next week home might just be enough for uh, what they're looking for. And then looking at Vagabonds, uh, vagabonds here, we knew it was going to be a tough test at Duckenfield and it really did prove to be the case, didn't it? Yeah, I've, uh, I've just had a message from Stevie Gorn with the uh, the score from the game, 48-5. Uh, Steve-
Steve Gorn, who went in for their try, consolation try it was, little more than that. Duck and Phil Rowe was looking like they're going to be there and thereabouts. Uh, they had a win against Berry the previous week, and, and Vagas really didn't have anything to uh, to them with. Um, it's difficult travelling. I, uh, I just heard Tony talking about the FC Isle of Man travel. Vagas were straight off the bus, and they had eight minutes between getting off the bus and the game starting. And that's uh, as an indication how difficult it is with that uh, 10 o'clock Seacat sailing into Liverpool uh, to get over to Manchester for a 2.45 kickoff. It's, it's really tough for the teams. And uh, I know from organising Ramsey's travel for next week, uh, they're away at Hoylake. Uh, that's a very tight turnaround as well. So uh, difficult travel conditions. That's no excuse, of course. And uh, uh, it just doesn't help when you're uh, struggling a little bit at the best of times. Um, Good news for Vagabonds, though, they have Old Bedians next week, uh, and that's at Bella Fletcher. Old Bedians are ninth in the table, Vagabonds tenth, and Bedians are uh, th played three, lost three, same playing record as Vagabonds. They've just picked up a couple of uh, bonus points along the way, which has uh, put them ahead of Vagas in the table. But uh, bringing Old Bedians to Bella Fletcher next week, that could be just what Vagabonds are looking for as they build on for the rest of the season. And it took, Park, oh, oh, however, I apologise, Dave. Do continue. Yeah. At the Murick Park, however, it was a belting game. Um, on paper, you'd have thought Ramsey were going to walk this. Uh, it was the Cheshire Bowl, Southern Nomads. Uh, Ramsey had dominated all local competition last season, but Southern Nomads put in a right old fight this afternoon, and it was a brilliant game to watch. Uh, it was only 5-5 at half-time. A try for Connor Cracknell early on in the match put Ramsey in front. Nomads hit back with Tony Quinn, and the game was tied at the break. In the early phase of the second half, Ivo Mori went in for a try for Ramsey. Brandon Atchison converted. Then Rory Nicholson went in for Ramsey. And on the touchline, the supporters just got the feeling that things were going to swing their way. But it wasn't to be. Nomads hit back at the other end. Uh, 57 minutes it was, and uh, George Collister dived in for the try. That was converted by Sean Christian. That made it a five-point game. And... Uh, you just when you think that uh, the game was uh, going to settle down again, Ramsey scored immediately from the restart. They earned the field position inside the Nomads 22, uh, give away a penalty, which uh, sort of let Nomads off the hook a little bit, but uh, the, the clearance kick from Nomads missed touch. Nathan Robinson fielded it on the touchline for Ramsey. He found uh, skipper Matthew Meekin on the charge, Meekin at full pace, and he just cut a line through the uh, Nomads' defence and in for a try. That put them 22-12 in front. Uh, Atchison converted to make it 24-12 and once again the Ramsey supporters thought the game was going to be theirs but it wasn't to be uh, 67 minutes Ramsey attacking everything was up forward and uh, a pass was dropped in midfield Nomad centre Will Tazia spotted the ball on the ground hoofed it downfield and set off in chase as he chased down the ball it just bounced up into his hand he didn't have to break stride at all and once he had it in his hands there was no stopping him he went in under the posts Sean Christian converted. It was down to a five-point game for the final 10 minutes. And uh, Ramsey, well, they kept the ball, and I think that was the important thing for them to do. They kept the ball, they kept their heads, and uh, managed to um, hang on and record their Cheshire Bowl win. Now, that puts them level at the top of uh, Pool 2 in this Cheshire Bowl competition. Uh, level with Hoylake. They play Hoylake next week. And Hoylake are on a rich run of form in uh, Counties 3 ADM. That's Vagabonds League. 
Hoylake going into this weekend were top of the table. All the results aren't in yet, so uh, be interested to see how that pans out next week. Uh, but uh, Ramsey uh, looking good today in parts, but uh, ball a little bit scrappy. Um, and the final game of the day was the Ravenscroft Manx Shield. That was down at um, Paulson Park. And Castletown recorded their first win of the season. Uh, they beat the Eastern Barbarians 50 points to 17. Uh, there were tries from uh, Connor Taylor. He got two. Uh, Owen Maroney, he got two as well. And also tries from Kieran Stevens, Nick Wilde, Morgan Armstrong Patton and Harry Goodwin. And uh, Elliot Burnett kicked five conversions in that as well. So well done, Castletown. There'll be a little bit of a celebration. Uh, I think it's the George they drink in in Castletown Square. So uh, that should be a bit lively right about now, I would think. So well done, Castletown. Dave, Dave, thank you very much indeed. And we'll look forward to catching up with you next week. Dave Christian there with the Rugby Report. Right, we can now move on to hockey. And not only did we have the latest round of mixed season fixtures, including a very tasty Douglas Derby as well in the mixed Premier League, we will also be bringing you very shortly the live draw for the mixed cup competitions which get underway from next week. Now he sat across from me and he's been waiting very patiently for the last 40 minutes or so. I can now bring him in. Ben Cunningham. Ben, Hello. very good evening We're to you. All right. Okay, well, before we go into um, any details, we'll bring you the classified hockey results as we have them at the moment. So those results are, we'll start with the Rossborough Mixed Premier League. Vikings B2, Backers B7. Vikings A0, Backers A6. Ramsey A1, Castletown Celts 8. And Valkyries B0, Valkyries A7. In the Rossborough Mixed Division 1, Backers C2, Harlequins A, 1. Valkyries C, 2. Vikings C, 1. Vikings D, 2. Castletown Southerners, 7. In the Rossborough Mixed Division 2. Ramsey Rookies, 1. Valkyries D, 0. Vikings E, 2. Castletown Cushags, 0. And we're still awaiting one result in Rossborough Mixed Division 2, and that is Castletown Camags and Ramsey Ravens with pushback at 3.30. In the Rossborough Mixed Division 3, Harlequins B4, Backers Colts 6, Harlequins C2, Valkyries Colts 0, Castletown Cosney 4, Backers D1. And in the Rossborough Mixed Under 15s League, we have one result so far, and that is Vikings 7, Castletown Sabres 1. The other two games, Backers and Castletown Sharks, and Harlequins and Ramsey Rogues and Rascals still awaiting results. Well, we'll bring Ben back in on this one and we'll just take a very quick look at the Rossborough Mixed Premier League. Now, we were going to say which result stands out here. I think it's possibly from a hockeying standpoint and anyone knows hockey on the Isle of Man will say this could be pretty self-explanatory. The big Douglas Derby that we had and my word was it one-sided and a bit of a shock. Yeah, I, I couldn't quite believe it when I got the uh, score through. Um, Vikings A nil, back is A6. I, I just... I. I don't know what's happened with Vikings, eh? They, they've had an absolute great start this season. And then, bang, this has happened today. So, Andy Whiting got two. Carl Moore got two. Tom Lotham with one. And Lucas Parham with one. But I couldn't believe that score when it come in. They've been very close games over the years, whether it's in mixed or in the, in the, in the men's and women's to a large extent. Yeah. So, 
What do you believe happened here? Have you heard, have you heard any word as to what might have been the reason for the game being so one-sided, scoreline-wise at least? There's, the reports have come in, and to, to be honest with you, I, it's not a big report that's come through, but it just sounds like backers have just had an absolute field day today, and Vikings A have just had a day to forget. They do come around every so often, don't oh, they? Yeah, well, absolutely. Just another result that actually stood out in the mixed Premier League before we move on to the other divisions. Uh, Ramsey A won, Castletown Celts 8. Great result for Castletown. Great result for Castletown. I mean, Castletown are absolutely proving themselves this season, but Ramsey A really are struggling this season, and I do feel sorry for them. Uh, Jake Moore got Ramsey's consolation, but for Castletown, it was George Powell with three, Stephen Ronan with two, Leo Pass with two, and Hannah Lees with one, but... Castletown are really putting in a strong statement this season. I think seeing the way that the Castletown teams have played in the past, there's so much energy, there's so much discipline as well. Oh, yeah. Is that a key cornerstone of why they're picking up results like this early yeah. on? Yeah, Castletown have definitely developed and of course, sadly Sa- uh, Saracen's folding. Uh, a lot of their players moved to Castletown and you can see it with the amount of teams Castletown have got and the strength that Castletown there is a lot of There's a lot of mixed teams this year, which is great to see for Manx Hockey in general, isn't it? there's about six Castletown teams, I could be wrong, but yeah, there's about six senior Castletown teams. Okay, let's take a look at Rossborough Mixed Division 1. We had three results there. Um, Backers C2, Harlequins A1, Valkyries C2, Vikings C1, and also Vikings D2, Castletown Southerners 7. Which game do you think stood out in, in this particular division? I'm going to go for that Castletown Southerners game. Uh, Castletown Southerners come, came into this game after suffering a really heavy defeat last week to Harlequins A, and they lost basically to this scoreline, and this week they've come back and they've obviously at training regrouped and said, look, we can't let that happen again. And they've gone and proved it. So we've got Andy Winstanley uh, Win with two, uh, Alistair uh, Ledge with uh, one, Helena Allen with two, Dan Roberts with one, and Matty uh, Gorey with one. And then for Vikings D, it was Andy Harding and Jan Carney. But, I mean, Castletown, hats off to them coming back after such a big defeat last week. It's, you know, it's it's a credit to them. Absolutely. And let's look at Rossborough Mixed Division 2, three games. Uh, we did bring you two of the results. Those were Ramsey Rookies 1, Valkyries D 0, and Vikings E 2, Castown Cushags 0. We have literally in the last few seconds, thank you very much for messaging us and bringing the details of the other game, which was the late pushback, and that finished Castletown Camags 5, Ramsey Ravens 2. What do you make of that result? Um, I... You know what? I it's it's very it's a really good result for Castletown. I mean, Ramsey have had a very strong start this season, but then uh, last week they were held to a goalless draw, and this week they've uh, conceded their first loss of the season. Uh, Danny Kelly got two goals. Uh, forgive me if I pronounce this name wrong. Uh, Denise Witt with one, e- Eve Watson with one, and Will Callister with one. But I mean. You know, Ramsey Ravens had a great start, but then things have just dropped this week and last week. So maybe injuries are creeping in, maybe just unavailability is creeping in. But, you know, it's 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 a great win for Castletown. Absolutely. Then let's take a look at Rossborough Mixed Division 3. Um, which result stood out for you here? There was one in particular, very high scoring, 10 goals in that one. I, and I'm going to go for that one. Uh, Harlequins B4, Backers Colts 6. I mean... It sounds a proper ding-dong match, really. Uh, Jason Miranda with two, Lucas Harden with two, Alex Stewart on his first uh, game for Backers Colts got a goal, and Summer Craig with one. 
for Harlequins B, Corey Corkill with uh, three and Sam Clegg with one. Um, another game I am going to mention, it's the one I played in, is the Harlequin C against Vi- uh, Valkyrie's Colts. Valkyrie's Colts played the whole game with just 10 players, no subs, and it was absolutely scorching down at King Williams College. Um, but hats off to them. And I mean, conceding one goal in each half is, you know, and keeping Harlequins to just two goals is very impressive. So, I mean, it's a, it's a defeat for them, but they should be proud with just 10 players to hold a team of which had subs as well to um to just 2-0 and to people on the ball yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, uh finally Rossborough mixed under 15s league three games we only have one result so far and that's Vikings 7 Castletown Sabres 1 and i've got the other ones for you it was backers 2 Castletown Sharks 1 so that was a really close game by the sounds of it and then Harlequins have uh, got a 3-0 win over Ramsey um, so I mean, the the under under fifteens league is is really really close. I mean, Cast Town have got two teams in it again, but that's with players coming from Saracens. Um, but you know, Harlequins making up for their loss last week to Backers. Backers only just getting the win against Castletown Sharks this week. Vikings really putting in a a good statement this week. You know, the youngsters are really proving it, and soon enough they are going to be getting into the uh, senior teams. Very well. Well, that's an overview and the results of the mixed hockey fixtures taking place this weekend. But we're not done with hockey, as has been much anticipated. We now have the live draw for the mixed cup, mixed plate and mixed bowl. And Ben across from us does have some help with him to take us through the draw. Uh, I've kept him off mic. I'm not going to embarrass him here. But um, (laughs) so just as a reminder, I mean, everyone associated with hockey will likely know that the structure of this so what competitions, for those who don't know, are we making the draws for today? So this is the mix competition for the cup, plate and bowl. So the cup is the Premier League. The plate is going to be Division 1. And then the bowl is a mixture of Division 2 and Division 3 teams. And when will the first fixtures be played? Next weekend. Next weekend. Excellent. OK, well, we'll start. Let's just take a look at the teams that are involved. Yep. So, Ben, could you just take us through the teams that are in the cup and then in the plate and then in the bowl? Yep. So in the cup, we've got Valkyries A, Castletown Celts, Backers A, Backers B, Ramsey A, Vikings A and Vikings B. In the plate, we've got Valkyries C, Castletown Southerners, Backers C, Vikings C, Vikings D and Harlequins A. And then in the bowl, we've got Valkyries D, Castletown Kamaks, Castletown Kushaks, Backers Colts, Harlequins B, Ramsey Ravens, Ramsey Rookies, and Viking Z. <laughs> we got there. We got there. And uh, just to clarify as well, obviously, you mentioned the teams in the cup. There are seven teams in the cup, and which is an odd number. And then there are six in the plate and eight in the bowl. So for the cup, one team one will receive a bye yeah. in this draw. Yeah. Okay, very well. Right, let's get started. Let's start with the mixed cup then. Could you just check for us that we have seven balls in the bag? Uh, yeah. Excellent, fantastic. Okay, will you do the honours and make the first draw, please? All right, Sam, when you're ready. Uh, number four. Number four, so that's back as B. And number two. Against Castletown Celts. Uh, number six. Number six, Ramsey A. And number seven. Vikings A. Uh, number one. Falkyrs A. And number three. 
back as A, which will mean number five, and that is uh, oh, hang on, number five is Ramsey A. Number five is Ramsey A, so Ramsey A will have a bye Ramsey in the next round, so it's Vikings yeah. A versus Vikings B, yeah, just right. to clarify. Okay, yep. right, so we will just confirm that. So the draw for the mixed cup next weekend we have Backers B versus Castletown Celts. Vikings A versus Vikings B and Valkyrie A versus Backers A with Ramsey A receiving a bye. So Ben, just taking a look at those fixtures to start with, which one as stands out to you? Um I think it'll be the uh, Valkyrie A against Backers A. That one will be very close. I mean, Valkyrie A have had a good strong start this season, undefeated still, and Backers A are undefeated as well and they are yet to meet in the league. So it could this could be quite an eye-opener to what could happen in the league. And looking at another one of those is to be an interclub derby between Vikings A and Vikings B, both suffering relatively heavy defeats today in respective games. That would be a nice springboard, wouldn't it, for either side if they can, depending on which way the result goes, just build that confidence back up again because it's been a bit of a week to forget for those two sides. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it'll be nice just to have a, a good interclub derby in the cup and, you, you know, whichever team progresses on, you know, hopefully they can do the club proud. Okay, well, let's and the other uh, let's let's not forget to mention it again. Backers B versus Castletown Celts and Castletown Celts, they look a, a team to beat at the moment, don't I they? I think they could be a dark horse in this cup. I really do think they could be a dark horse in this cup. There we go, let's put it out there. Right, let's move on to the mixed plate, and we have six teams in the mixed plate, as Ben mentioned before, so I'll just go through them again. So they are Valkyrie C, Castletown Southerners, Backers C, Vikings C, Vikings D, and Harlequins A. So can we just check that we have six balls in the bag this time around? Yep. Excellent. Okay. So we got, yes, seven and eight have been removed this time. Excellent. Okay, so take it away. Uh, number three. And that's backers C. Against number five. Vikings D. Number six. Harlequins A. Against number four. Vikings C. And that is number two. And that is Castletown Southerners. Against number one. Valkyrie C. Excellent. So there is the first draw for the mixed plate next weekend. So just to go through that again, it is Backers C versus Vikings D, Harlequins A versus Vikings C, and Castletown Southerners versus Valkyrie C. So Ben, going to ask you again, which fixture stands out in this particular round? Uh, I think it's going to be the... Uh, Backers C against Vikings D. Um, when they played in the league, it was a very close affair. I mean, you know, it, it you know it could all change because in cup games, some players might play in different teams. So it's you know the cup could really change things and could help p- pick up teams in the leagues. Plenty to think about. Okay, let's move on. Last but certainly not least, we have the mixed bowl. Now there are eight teams in this one and they are if you missed it just before Valkyrie's D Castletown Camags Castletown Cushags Backers Colts Harlequins B Ramsey Ravens Ramsey Rookies 
and Viking Z. So, have we got all the balls in the bag? I believe we do. Yeah, I'm getting some firm nods from across the table here. So, for the last time, take it away. Uh, number six. And that is Ramsey Ravens. Against number two. Castletown Camags. Number one. Falkai's D. Against number five. Harlequins B. And then number eight. Uh, Vikings E. Against number three. And that's Castletown Cushacks. Which leaves number four. Backers Colts. Against number seven. Ramsey Rookies. Okay, so that concludes the draw for the Mixed Cup competitions next weekend. So we will go through those fixtures in full in just a moment. But looking at the Mixed Bowl there, Ben, what would you say stands out for next weekend? Well, in this, in this, in this Cup draw, basically, you've got Division 2 and Division uh, 3 teams against each other. So you've got the likes of uh, Valkyrie's D, who are a division higher than, backers, uh, than Harlequin's B. So that'll be a really close affair to see how, how they how they can you know perform. Um, you've got Cas Castletown again; they're a division below, playing a higher team. So it, it it'll be interesting to see because I mean, majority of these games are a higher team playing a lower team, which it, it's good to see because it could cause a cup upset. It's good for experience as well because if you've got some of the younger players maybe in the lower divisions to get that experience against those in the tier above, that can be very good going forward. Can't oh it? yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, it can it can easily uh, prove to you know captains and that that'll be probably watching, supporting, and that maybe oh look, maybe he could be he or she could be, you know, good enough to maybe play up a higher team in the league. And you never know, they might pull a shock performance off in the league and get a good goal and prove themselves who knows and um just for clarity these fixtures are next weekend so when might we get details around pushback times and venues um so i can give you venues so the cup plate uh, the cup matches are going to be at the nsc the plate are going to be at qe2 and the bowl are going to be at ramsey um there is under under 15s league matches next week and i believe they're going to castletown all them games um but the fixtures should be out within the next 48 hours, so keep an eye out. Excellent, well, Ben. Thanks very much. So we'll just take you very quickly through the draw for the Mixed Cup, Mixed Plate and Mixed Bowl in Manx Hockey for next week, if you missed it a few moments ago. So in the Mixed Cup next weekend, all games to be played at the NSC. It'll be Backers B versus Castletown Celts, Vikings A versus Vikings B, and Valkyrie's A versus Backers A with Ramsey A getting a bye into the next round. In the mixed plate, all games to be played at QE2 in Peel. It is Backers C versus Vikings D, Harlequins A versus Vikings C, and Castletown Southerners versus Valkyrie's C. And then four games in the mixed bowl next week, all to be played at Ramsey Grammar School, and they are Ramsey Ravens versus Castletown Camax, Valkyrie's D versus Harlequins B. Vikings E versus Castletown Cushags and Backers Colts versus Ramsey Rookies. Well, Ben, you waited so long. You waited so patiently on the other side of that table. Thank you very much again and uh, enjoy your evening. Cheers.
Well, that concludes Saturday Sport Classified here on Manx Radio, AM 1368. Thank you very much for joining us for the latest roundup of your latest football, rugby and hockey fixtures. We'll now be handing back over to Christy Dehaven over on our FM frequency. Have yourself a wonderful evening. So, until next time, bye for now. Manx Radio Sport.